Hello, everybody. This is the Value Line Observer brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're 20-year Wall Street veterans that have changed our voices and taken on disguises. Uh, in other words, we've assumed secret identities so that we can bring you our candid views on stocks every week. Uh, we remind well, not you, last week, mm, Vern. Well, wait, wait, right? wait, wait. Come on. Uh, uh, first, I want to remind everybody that this is for entertainment purposes only. We may know absolutely nothing about what we're talking about. And That's Sometimes our goal. that might be obvious. Um, sometimes it's only for our own entertainment, but you're getting our best efforts on both scores. Um, if you please uh, to learn more about us, go to our website www.thevalueguys.com. Um, but first, I want to introduce my partner Val Hughes, Thank you, who wants Vern. to uh, make an official or issue uh, an official Value Guys editorial comment. Editorial comment. Thank you, Vern. Uh, listeners, I'd just like to say that iTunes, who is our benefactor and we love, has made some important, I'm sure to them, changes to the podcast site uh, on iTunes. Maybe you've become aware of this. And it becomes harder to find subcategories like investing, where we are, uh, and a lot of other subcategories. And the rankings uh, where we've been, you know, continuously in the top 100 for a year, and we're very proud of that. Uh, and even just their featured items. So looking for podcasts that the Apple editorial staff thinks are good, that's all gone now. And there's kind of a mishmash, a big browser that's hard to, they have a popularity feature, but it's not working well. Anyway, it's going to be very hard to find us. Uh, so if on iTunes. Temporarily, we Hopefully. Hope. But listen, we're Googleable. Uh, we're on a lot of other places. We're on uh, podcasting directory, streetiq.com. I wrote a list down here. Uh, where else? Uh, uh, who knows? Just Google us. We're out there. And, of course, our website, www.thevalueguys.com. You can subscribe right on our site, and there you go. Uh, so I think we're going to lose some new traffic, so I just want to put out a uh, uh, you know, an all a, points bulletin. Yeah, all points bulletin. We're, we're issuing an all yeah, points who knows bulletin. If the value guys can for continue. new listeners. We're you know dying over here. We for have new to be listeners. sustained. So please call three friends that don't know about the show. Ask them to listen in, and we're measuring traffic. We'll tell you how this all works. Maybe no one's even listening. I mean, so sometimes the numbers aren't going up a lot, but at least they're going up. Yeah, and, now, know, we, we need who knows? that. We're adrift. So are thousands of other podcasters. So if you know someone at Apple who influential, call them up. This is really a, a problem for all podcasters, and the idea of narrow casting, I think, is in danger, or we need someone else to pick up this editorial role. Anyway, end of editorial, and thank you for listening. Uh, and, and a heartfelt comment. Thank we, you. we appreciate that. Thank you Val. very much. Thank you. Okay. Um, so in the um, in the second half of the show, I'm going to come back and talk about, uh, well, I'm going to talk about GE, who uh, reported results, what, earlier today? Was it today or uh, yesterday? You know, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, and uh, Xerox and uh, another, you know, uh, much smaller name that I like periodically, and sometimes I don't like it. You, you'll see it's pretty cyclical, but right now it looks pretty likable. Yeah. But first I'm going to turn it over to, uh, now not in the editorial comment yeah. mode. Stock picking mode. In the stock picking mode. Absolutely. The, um, the, uh, the you, maestro of. Oh, please. You've uh, used this. I can't think of anything. Okay, then let's just right. move on. Thank Values. you. Get it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, three stocks this week, short and sweet. I, I actually looked through every one and um, kind of have one I know and own, one I 
own, sold, and am looking at very closely right now to buy, and one I, I don't know anything about, which is always a lot of fun for me. Uh, okay, first up, I'm just going in order. I don't know if we mentioned this. This is the uh, October 12th, right? In order? In order page order, so people can oh, page oh, along. Oh, oh. Okay. Not an order of their attractiveness the or anything numbers? like that. I have one? everything here. Okay, this is the October 12th, 2007 edition is of the Valley Franklin Line. Electric? I don't think you mentioned that. Yes, it's Franklin Electric, page 1008. I've got that. Oh. Vern, relax. I Just trying to give it. the people a stock idea. Yes, this is the October 12th issue. Oh, my issue. God. You didn't mention that. Okay, no, Franklin Electric, F-E-L-E. Now, I've talked about this before. Pull our XML code into Excel. You'll get all this. But F-E-L-E, it's a very interesting story because for years, Franklin Electric supplied the best motors in the submersible pump business to ITT and, I believe, uh, Another big firm I'm not thinking of right now with a brand, and they were like the quiet, great content in this motor that had someone else's name on it. And frankly, they got a little tired of playing backseat, you know. They had a great product. People were buying the pumps for the motors and the sustainability of the motor. So last year, they got brave, and they said, you know what, we're going to sell this motor on our own, damn it. And so they bought a little company, the little, great little pump company of something, and uh, they're trying to get their own pumps going here, and they're battling big companies. Pentair is the other name. Yeah, thank you, Pentair. No, Pentair's a supplier. There's some other guy. I can't think of it. It might be them. No, anyway, ITT and Pentair. Okay, thank you, uh, Vern. But anyway, there's a real battle going on, and we've been waiting to get some color from the distribution channel, which is where this battle's being fought. There's a bunch of Franklin Motors in distribution. There's also ITT and Pentair pumps in distribution, and the distributors can marry them up without anyone's permission. So you got a bunch of Franklin guys and ITT guys, you know, meeting at bars saying, hey, Joe, how about using my motor or whatever? And it wasn't clear what was happening. Well, Franklin, which is a very conservative firm, is finally talking about thinking they're gaining market share. And what, the way these guys are, I think they're from Wisconsin or something. They're from Indiana. When they say things are getting a little better, that means they're getting a lot better. You know, these guys don't make things up in Indiana. And so, and we've met management, and these guys are credible. Uh, so they're starting to take share, and that's a, that's a, that's a big deal. Their, uh, their margins have room to move. They've been cutting price in order to make sure they help maintain share, and I think those margins come back. They're running 14, 15, 16 right now, or they should be doing around 20. So you got four points of margin, in my opinion, over the next couple of years. They lost a lot of business from ITT and Pentair as they, you know, those guys got their own motor company, so there's a battle, and they've had to give up a little price. But I think that comes back. Uh, things are going their way. The streets kind of said they're losing, but they're not. They're winning. They've got the best motor. That's what drives purchase. Uh, their sales record is very consistent, so you can see that they're right in there as infrastructure, you know, the theme, growth of water infrastructure, very high barriers to entry. It's hard to be the best motor guy. That's going to take a lot of years to beat, and uh, right now it's about 10 times. I don't know. Have you heard of a little company called Regal Beloit? No. Oh, well, they've got a bunch of ex... Uh, I have. I think GE guys there, okay. and they've been buying everything in Listen, sight, I'm just telling you what, General Electric's motor okay, business. Well, maybe they'll buy Franklin. Yeah, maybe they you know, will. there's a lot of different size motors. These guys, when I say they're the best, it's in like about, you know, 10 things, and there's other companies that have the other 100 pumps. There's a lot of sizes. They're in a little niche in terms of size and power, of course, but in that niche... They're the best, and I think they're turning it around. You're paying about 10 times cash flow at a full margin, 
and I think that's going to become more evident next year. Everyone's down on it right now, got no downside. So Franklin Electric, F-E-L-E, pretty strong balance sheet, returns on capital, you know, 12, 7 8 9% right now. They should move back into the 15 18% range, and uh, you can read more about it in Value Line, but uh, they have a history of uh, doing smart things with capital, and I think right now is a, is a good uh, place to dip in here. F-E-L-E, Franklin Electric. Okay. And I own that one. Well, I'm not so sure that past capital allocation decisions, you know, tell you a lot about they tell me what a the lot, likely Bert. outcome of this is going to be. They may no, have, they, they they tell made me, a bet the company. Maybe they don't tell you a lot. They bet the company on a change in business they model ha- here. My friend, they just want to be free. <laughs> yeah, they just want to be free. These are the guys who are thinking up the stuff that's selling the product in the field. People aren't going, I need an ITT pump. They're going, which pump has that Franklin motor? That we've canvassed distributors. This is how this stuff is sold in this niche. So they're going to bet that they can do it on their own. They're leaving, you know, mom and dad's house, and they're going out there. I think that's worth something. And they have a history of showing they can earn a high return on capital. And now that they're free of mom and dad, I think they're going to do that again. That's my bet, Franklin Electric. That's yeah. why I own it. I can't mm-hmm. be more heartfelt than that, Vern. All right, let me move along. Technitrol. I know I'm touched. TNL. Page 1044. By your passion. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, move away. Move away. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, uh, TNL, Technitrol. I've never heard of this in my life. It sounds like it was named in the 60s, you know, when remote control. Sounds like a new business startup from Crayola. Anyway, Technitrol. What am I attracted to? Well, first off, I've never heard of it. That gets my attention. It's trading at, uh, you know, nine times. Well, you're easily... Well, I want to know about everything, and all, we all are trying to and never will. That's our, that's our sad plot. That's fate. my quest. I'm sorry. Anyway, this is about <laughs> I wish nine. we had some music capability. People want to hear about the stocks, Vern. Come on now. Nine times cash flow. It's $27. Uh, and well, let me get into what they do. This is the other thing that gets me. Global producer of precision-engineered passive magnetics. Wow, Wow. it's worth a premium (laughs) right there. Uh, Magnetics-based electronic components. They must have really smart guys there. I don't know, evidently. Uh, The company operates in two segments, electric components, formerly known as Pulse, that's two-thirds, and the electric contact. Listen, what they make looks like it goes with electricity. I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about this. Here's my theme. Electricity. Now, it's like water, okay? It's like water. Your theme is yeah. electricity. Yeah, that's what. Let me add some meat to that. It's like water. Oh, please do. You don't think it's that valuable. It's these marginal utility curves that everyone's learned about. And, you know, when you don't have it, you need it. When you have a brownout, a blackout, you want electricity. And here's the other thing that's happening. So that means to me electricity has pricing. If you look at what's been happening in utilities, allowed returns, the electric you know, production industry slowly coming along, and these stocks aren't cheap. That's why we haven't been able to recommend them. But electricity is gaining share on GDP. This has really never happened, uh, and I think that's because security of having electricity is important. So we need to build a lot of excess capacity because we're always near peak capacity at all times. It's anyway, ne- it's never happened. What's that, never happened? That electricity share of GDP was growing. Well, when it was invented, Vern. Come on. <laughs> Come on, obviously. When there was no electricity, it was really low, and then they had electricity. <laughs> Remember, we're, we're not in editorial mode I, anymore. I understand. But the people understand what I mean. For, the for, people know. For 50 years, 
uh, electricity has been losing share to other things like gasoline and stuff, which is cheaper. But now gasoline's getting expensive. Here's the big kahuna for electricity. Cars move to electric cars. I just think over 30, 40 years, that's got to happen. Electricity is gaining share internationally. These guys have 87% of their business internationally. And everything they make goes into electrical stuff. What do I need to tell you? I have not read the 10K, if that's evident by my comments. I'm just going by what Valueline says. But right now they've had some setbacks. But according to Valueline, they're recovering with their precision-engineered passive magnetics-based electronic components. Okay, they're recovering. Uh, most of their markets are strengthening. I'm just reading what they're saying here. Profitability is picking up. Uh, and evidently, there's negative issues related to a new plant in China. That can't help the price, and yet a plant in China seems good to me. Um, and uh, they've got effective cost Yeah, I think they efforts. need electricity there, too. That's what I'm guessing. Um, and then they say their one division is going to do well over 12 to 18 months, and they're enjoying expanding margins, and they're relocating some manufacturing to Mexico. Uh, on balance, however... Uh, wow, it's just a blizzard the, of activity. <laughs> I know, but in the near term, we think investors should avoid the stock. So, you know, longer term. Anyway, the point is uh, they've got a, a company that's growing at least with GDP. Electricity growth around the world is gaining share of GDP due to China, India, et cetera. And uh, they're, you know, we're going to be recession resistant, certainly to the U.S. They've got almost no debt, 6% debt to capital. And even Value Line says earnings are growing at 16%. That's nine times gross cash flow, 10 times free cash flow. Uh, 14 times earnings. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm picking up a 10k on the way home on this Technotrol. I can't, you know, officially recommend it. I got I have no idea what they do, but this looks very interesting. Skeptical, to me. skeptical. I think I'm talking fast because I feel like I'm running out of time. No, you have, you're. Do I have plenty? No, of you have time? plenty of time. Got a little hyped up there. You um, Technotrol. No, oh yeah, you have like a minute. We got to stop having the no. Technotrol. <laughs> oh, you have two or three minutes. It oh, does. Right. It sounds like a uh, black a drink or something. It sounds anyway. like a laxative. Okay, here's one I've owned sold. It continued to go up a lot, and I felt pretty stupid about that. Now it's way back down, and frankly, it's very interesting here. Office Depot, ODP, theme. Here's the theme. The guy running office... Paper! No, no, no. It's <laughs> not that Offices. At all. My friend, it is not that. Electricity. It's not that. The guy running AutoZone right now is a gentleman uh, who I've had the pleasure of meeting, Steve uh, Odland. He's a very entertaining guy, and he's also smart as hell. He ran AutoZone for about seven years, an industry that grows slower than GDP auto parts, has six guys selling the same thing you do, and he managed to, like, tank topple the stock. That's big, right? Tenfold. By what did he do? The stock was cheap. He could borrow cheap. He just kept buying stock down to negative equity, and he made it so basically there was one share, and it was worth a billion dollars. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. This is how, uh, what's his name, Steve, uh, 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 Eddie Lambert made all his money in AutoZone and then turned to Sears. That was this, yeah. this was the operations guy at AutoZone. It was heroic. Now, what's the same about Auto's, Auto, Office Depot? They got, you know, it's a commodity. They got competition, but not as many as AutoZone. Oh, guess what? Balance sheet, 17% debt to capital. Hmm, a lot of room. They sell office supplies. Room to what? To borrow the hell out of this thing. Oh, they okay. have a lot More of rigid. They have a yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. They've got a six, seven percent gross margin. But look, they're going to go hammer. They're going to be the Walmart of office supplies. They're going to go out, hammer every vendor, get costs down. They're going to be ruthless as hell in the marketplace, and they're going to win. 
uh, margin improvement. It's not all going to come through pricing or volume growth. It's going to come through uh, cost cuts. But, you know, when you look through the text here on Aren't Office Depot. are they too retail-dependent? Isn't a lot of that So is AutoZone. 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 Really? It's a, a, G- a huge proportion of AutoZone's market has gone to over the web? Yes, you can't. You don't to think, the same degree as well, office products. Absolutely. Has, well, even on. more so. More so. No. When you have my friend, listen. For the I know guy something. Who needs to go let buy me talk. I know something about or, this. When you have four billion auto models over four billion years, the bet the only place you can inventory that is on the web. You, there's no store that has all the auto parts. They had a constant inventory problem of which part to sell and which part of the store and all that. Office Depot, there's 20 items that make up the bulk of office products. What they did recently was they started bringing in laptops, which they didn't have. That's accounted for some of the margin decline that the street doesn't really appreciate. They doubled their square footage to laptops. That's part of the margin decline. Everything else is going wrong here, according to the analysts. They're closing stores. They're having restructuring. They're reducing their expansion plans. Cutting costs, reducing capex. These are all the things that are going to let them buy the hell out of the stock. And that's exactly what they're going to do, even before Mr. Odlin, in my opinion. Even before Mr. Odlin got there, maybe that goes without saying. Even before he got there, this company has a history of buying stock. In fact, I sold it before he got there. And, uh, you know, but by the time he got there, there was a bunch in the stock. That's all come out. So it's uh, really worth a look. Yeah, I see how the stock's cratered on the chart. Well, that's because people were predicting recessions. Let me face it, but that was canceled last <laughs> oh, week. They- you weren't here, <laughs> but they canceled it. Okay. Anyway, I'm done. Uh, this has been Val Hughes. I'm going to uh-huh. turn it now over with a modest but not excessive amount of fanfare I, I don't, you know, to burn I, I, value. I don't want any of your fanfare. All right. Well, well you're getting uh, a modest break. but not excessive amount. Beverage break. Okay. Here, here you go. Oh, no clink. Thank you. Don't lose everyone. Jump in. Okay. okay. Is the water warm? I guess. I'm going to start with GE that um, Value Line has, um, I don't know what page it's on. The symbol is GE. Um, <laughs> you can find <laughs> We've talked about GE before. We like, uh, we like the idea of value that uh, could be unlocked from a behemoth. This is a $400 billion plus equity market cap. I mean, there's just no justification My for My friend, a you know I don't like GE. Big. You know I don't like the stock. Um, it, the, the stock really more like 41 now, down after reporting. Yeah. Up from 35 in 2002. Wow. They're really shareholder friendly. Anyway, go on. Mm-hmm. No, the stock was 60 in 2000. I mean. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Sure. So. But the question is whether we're uh, about to break out of, whether the recent upturn in relative performance after one, two, three, four, five, six years of underperformance is sustainable. And I think think the chances are the best that they've been in that entire period of time. (coughs) (laughs) I've got a 2.7% yield here, and those of you who have listened to us a lot know that I like to get some yield because it helps protect me if I'm wrong. This has a, been a relatively low volatility stock. Uh, Value line rates at a two has for a long time. Um, I, I think the I think the new C I think Emblem's more sensitive to uh, unlocking some of the value in this giant uh, portfolio. You know, there's been a lot. Where of- is it? Hmm? Here's my history it's in of the, GE. No, Jack it, Welch came in 1981. They had four percent debt to capital. He went to 98 percent debt to capital, <laughs> but got a lot of credit for adding to sales. Guess what? Not hard to do when you buy $8 billion worth of stuff. Return on capital over that period plummeted, 
but it was blamed on, oh, he's a financial company now. Every year he says he's becoming more industrial, but if you look at the numbers, the earnings, the assets, they're all more you know, in the financial, although he did have to write off a ton of financials so he can actually show You know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at according to they, Value Line, in 1997, on a total invested no. capital base uh, of, of around $35 billion, they were earning 24% after tax. It doesn't sound to me like, you know, this is, was an what? organization Well, that probably distress. doesn't include the financial sub. No, they it doesn't. Every, right. They've got everyone snowed that you shouldn't count that. Why? Because that's our lowest return on capital business, so we don't any we don't want shareholders counting it. Oh, okay, GE, you know how to do the accounting. Well, come on, come on, friends, don't be fooled by GE. No, and and we've we've talked about this on the show before that six or seven percent return on capital is six or seven percent return on capital. So yeah, um, no, what what my thesis here is that they're going to be persuaded over time to uh, to separate the two. There's a there's so. a core element of um, of uh, um, commercial lease finance that would be useful to have to help support particularly the infrastructure and energy businesses that they have, um, and, and even maybe perhaps healthcare. But they they built a diversified um, financial services platform that. Uh, it's a way to as, sell as product. Of course, you're going to do the stuff they sell costs. A billion dollars, you got to loan people money. So about 11 times cash flow, more like 20 times free, over 20 times free. But these numbers don't really mean anything for because they're for the consolidated enterprise. And uh, So you, you think know, it's a breakup? Similarly, I don't – yeah, I think that um, – All right, well. I think that they've I got some very that. interesting. You know, I, I was just reading something about their wind power business has gone from a billion to four billion dollar revenue level. So now it's point oh one percent revenue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like it doesn't move the needle percent. Or, right, it doesn't. They could even buy count. Ecuador and it wouldn't show up in earnings. So if, if 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 you can't certainly, you know, these are smart guys. They understand that if you can have that kind of success in a business and not get anything out of it. It's time to find a different structure. See, the other thing, and to my opinion, the problem is you can't give people true incentives because if everyone gets GE stock, it's like communism. Your division can't affect what your stock does. So if you break it up, give everyone stock in the little entity that's out in the marketplace, you give everyone an incentive to win that can actually be achieved. So that's an argument in my opinion I, right there, there. A lot of the industrial business that's left and is relatively lower margin includes appliances and they got a light bulb business that's going to get a lot smaller in a hurry. Well, that's just um, the legacy. They got to keep that you know, for calm, you know. Well, I don't know. You know that's the, why they've kept the uh, the finance business in general is about a third of the entire enterprise these days, but of course requires a much higher proportion of total capital on the balance sheet. NBC, which they've made noises about maybe or NBC Universal they made noises about getting rid of is only 10% of the total. So again, it's it's like a rounding error. In and of itself, it's not enough to actually change the picture here. But yeah. uh, I like the idea yeah. well, that what, I can get a little bit of yield. Hmm? What's it worth as a break? I don't have an though. estimate because right. I'm working with Value Line, remember? Right, One yeah. page, everything you All need. All right. Well, we'll have to do some homework. Uh, yeah. Hey, so someone go do, do some homework. Do some TV. homework. Send us an email. We'll comment on it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's that would be great. We don't because we don't have time. I mean, we, we don't can do this at work. We have real jobs. Yeah. We're probably getting fired right now. Um, my my second idea is a name that we've used in the past. Uh, it worked really well. Um, it, it's come off some recently. Maybe a time to revisit it. Uh, Xerox XRX. This set uh, recently around 17 and a half, 14 times earnings. 
uh, 20 to 25% discount to the market. Less than one times revenue. Um, as you all know, we, um, uh, we do like to see uh, one times revenue or less when we're talking about uh, you know, equipment businesses. Um, let's we see, supplies and yeah, me supplies yeah. and document management outsourcing, two thirds of revenue. Equipment sales, twenty eight percent. Finance business here is only about five percent of the total, so not a big deal. Um, at two dollars of gross cash flow, this is what eight and a half times gross cash flow. There's very little capex required to support the business, so it's only ten times free cash flow. Um, and value lines got projections here that really don't assume any recovery in operating margin while they point out that there's been a huge uh, series of new product launches since 2004. About 75% of sales and leases being generated by products, mainly digital color, introduced since 2004. Well, you know, they bottomed out operating margin in 2005, and it's starting to come up. And Value Line saying it'll go from 13, a little over 13, to 14, um, where the business historically been able to do significantly better. I think with the investment that's been depressing margins, I mean, surely they've been spending more than 1% of revenue on new products. Surely with redesigned and, and designed for manufacturing and improved sourcing every time you introduce a new generation, you'd expect to reduce manufacturing costs. I. I, I, it just looks too low to me. So cheap stock that I think the value line numbers almost transparently are too low. They're talking about 12% earnings growth, 7.5% cash flow growth. I think that's probably higher. Well, are, is most of their I'm business leases? 10 times. No, it's 5% of the businesses. Oh, leases? It's the finance up. business. Oh. Yeah. Everything else is just purchased outright? Equipment sales. Well, I don't know. It says equipment sales are 28%. And then how much is maintenance? Uh, supplies and document management outsourcing, 67%, hmm. and finance income, 5%. So maybe it's And this is a different company than just a copier company. Oh, right? yeah. No. They're, and they've got some – I was just reading. They they've have some very interesting new software that they've developed that is going to uh, be able to link uh, text and pictures, uh, objects on the web in ways that would enable you to search them together. So hmm. the example that I read was Fascinating, a, uh, Jim. was a brochure for if you had a brochure for a uh, for a uh, mountaintop lodge in the French Alps that talked about how wonderful it was and there was a picture of mountainous regions and you did a search for isolated mountain lodge this would come up even though isolated mountain lodge wasn't oh. used in the text anywhere because it would put together the fact that it was well, a lodge and the Google's fact that there was that a now. picture Google's a picture doing it. of mountains. That's not worth a lot. Google's doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Exactly. Maybe for publishing, because Google doesn't have the right to that stuff. Who does? Um, the stock's down about fifteen percent off recent highs. It's a relatively low volatility name. I think there's upside to the numbers. So an easy call. Xerox, check it out. XRX. And my last one. Um, I, I don't think we've talked about this in quite some time. Maybe it's been a year or something. Culica and Safa. This is a semiconductor capital equipment business. <coughs> They, um, let's see, production equipment to manufacture, assemble, and test semiconductor uh, devices. Assembly of equipment products include wire bonders, about half of sales, and packaging materials, about half of sales. Okay? Hmm. And uh, foreign sales, 88% of total. That's probably mostly in Asia, right, where the industry's moved. Value line rates at two, recently under $9, 11 times earnings. 
uh, 11 times earnings, uh, what, of 85 cents? That's the 08 number, I guess. Is it? Um, yeah, apparently I can't see is. all the way over there. Yeah, sorry about that. 40% discount to market on that P.E. It would be closer to 18 times the 07 number, 40 cents down more than 50% from the year before. So some question here about exactly what a, what a calculated ratio is. But the bottom line is that Value Line thinks that with a you know fairly modest recovery in revenue in 08, that you could see... Um, uh, with a fairly modest recovery in revenue in 08, you could see uh, cash flow per share go from 70 cents a share back to a buck and a quarter like they did in 06. And at that level, you're talking about what? That Six or seven looks, times gross cash flow? That chart flow? looks crazy. Oh, yeah. It's like a uh, it's like a, uh, some kind of medical monitor that you'd see in a hospital, yeah. right? Um, but they in, since 1997, they've had four years in that period of time where operating margins were 13% to 18%. Other years, single digits, uh, even one year, 2002, with a loss. Um, value line, you know, the numbers I'm talking about have margins still under 10%. So the earnings power here is probably something like $900 million of revenue with a 12.5% operating margin. That would give you a five times valuation on uh, an enterprise value right now. It's about $600 million, $500 million equity about $100 million net debt. So I think it looks pretty cheap relative to earnings power. And Value Line's looking for an uptick here. I went and took a look at their industry write-up, you know, which is always a little difficult to find, but it's in there. And uh, they're talking about 2007 being a year decline after a great 2006 for the industry. And that uh, in 2008, you know, things uh, all else equal, you know, could turn up and value, maybe investors are going to start discounting that into the stock. So you know the the stock apparently bottomed around seven and a quarter. It's eight and three quarters now. It's traded at twelve and a half each of the last two years. Lots of history in the uh, high teens and twenties historically. So um, hmm. KLIC, I think it may be the time to. Uh, they've recently introduced several new products, which means that Value Line, who's taking a fairly conservative, you know, posture about revenue growth, I think they're forecasting a like fifteen to twenty percent top-line number in 2008, could be dramatically underestimating what's possible. They've had years in the past where year-to-year um, -year revenue growth was uh, 40 to 100%. So um, there's it's a little volatile. It's oh, yeah, volatile. absolutely. But oh, uh, the stock down. I'm not sure about that. I, KLIC, take a look at mm. it. That's what I got. I like all, all right. my ideas. Hard to pick a favorite. They're <laughs> yeah, all like fabulous ideas. That last ideas. one sounds Why scary Why don't we just say that you know, my GE, stocks this like. week will be our best ideas? <laughs> Well, you're crazy. Let me tell you, <laughs> GE's going down. You couldn't, you couldn't make me buy that. And the one you just talked about, that could go to zero G's, or a hundred. GE's sort of tentative. Okay, I'll give you that. And but that the, but one, Xerox buy, and would you, get, would you sell your mom that stock you just talked about? Oh, of course not. But well, I, my mom's okay. not listening, and, and don't, don't tell her. Okay. Well, well, we'll talk to you again next week. Folks. I have, Time's I have up. something to say. I'm sorry. Oh, all right. Used too Go much ahead. Time. Go I got ahead. a couple things here. Uh, first of all, Everybody's my favorite waiting. stock this way, this week, it's going to be Office Depot. I think that's an easy call. And uh, all right, now I'm done. Office Depot. Wow. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> wow. I'm breathless. www.thevalueguys.com. <laughs> Aren't you glad right, I'm back this week? By no, the way, I'm very, <laughs> very embarrassed about last week. We I, had so much traffic in your oh, absence. It was just, it was, oh, you know, yeah. great. Well, you know, you know the, the listener spoke. That's gird all I your loins, say. okay? I'm back in town. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.